You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My goodness, the last thing I thought we'd be doing right now is talking on Sunday evening about what is the Colts getting their first win of the season. I'm still in shock. How about yourself? Yeah, never a dull moment around here. The voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, came through here, cameo appearance uh, on the pod. But, yeah, it's look, it's never boring here in Indy, right? I mean, it, lots of things happen. Uh, it's Every week here feels like a season. I mean, it's been that way, I think, for quite some time now. Uh, and, and today was just another one of those. I mean, you've got one win, one loss, and one tie. And I don't know if any of the first three weeks has made much sense in and of itself. This is your right. It's actually been a very adventurous blue horseshoe pod to kick off. We have literally gone through all the emotions so far through three weeks, and we have had all the results you could possibly have in an NFL season, a tie, a loss, and now a win. If you had Jelani Woods, by the way, score on the first basically non-main contributor touchdown on offense, that's not Jonathan Taylor, it's not, not Michael Pittman Jr., cash in your ticket, congratulations. You are doing well for yourself. And we, I think we got to start there, George. The final drive of the game, Colts have the biggest drive of the season so far. 16 plays, 76 yards, took 8 minutes and 14 seconds off the clock, really ate into that fourth quarter. Um, they only allowed Patrick Holmes to have 24 seconds left to get the ball back when they eventually did take the lead. It ends with the Jelani Woods, his second touchdown reception of the game. I will say this. It was an ugly game for a, a lot of it, and we'll get into the negatives. But credit to the Colts, credit to Matt Ryan for, in the big moment, finally, because I feel like I've been saying it for now, at least four or five different drives to the first two games. This is a drive where the Colts have to score. you got to get it done. And on the fifth time it felt like so far in, in game number three, they were able to get it done, get in the end zone, convert a few big third and fourth downs, and they finally, finally answer the bell for really the first time this season with their most impressive drive of the year. Yeah, they were closers today. You know, we've talked about that going all the way back to That's the preseason. Point. They were closers today. They came out. They, they got that touchdown on the final drive. Uh, obviously a huge penalty on Kansas City to keep that drive alive. Uh, but it doesn't matter how you get it done. You know, at the end of the day, this league is is about what's on the scoreboard when when the, when the clock hits zero. Everything else honestly doesn't matter. Uh, if you win, you're going to move on. And if you lose, you're going to be hanging your head. And it really doesn't matter how you got there. Uh, but I think what the, the biggest takeaway for me initially for this game is they, they were closers all the way around. I mean, first and foremost, that drive is is the first big moment for Matt Ryan as an Indianapolis Colt. You know, he's played in this league for a long time. That's his arrival here on this football team. That's what they brought him in here to do, to go out there when all else looks lost and, and you have to get the points on the board and do it. You know, he did it in Houston to, to force overtime. He did it here tonight to, to win the game. 
they're gonna obviously they'd love to put themselves in a position where he doesn't have to do that at some point this season where maybe you yeah. can just take a knee and then win the game but honestly this is what he's here for right I mean th- this is why you go and, and get Matt Ryan so that you you feel confident in moments like this and I asked Paris Campbell in the locker room after the game how much confidence was there you know when when you're going out there and, and, and you know who your quarterback is and he says it was just overpouring from everybody on in the huddle it doesn't matter what had happened at that point they absolutely believe he's going to get the job done uh jelani woods to make an outstanding catch uh you know it was a great play by him uh he kind of knew he, he read the defense he said he was single high safety he kind of knew the he obviously knew the play call he kind of knew the ball was coming to him like his feeling was that the, and so his mindset as he went to line of scrimmage is i gotta make this play and he did. So, you know, give the rookie a lot of credit because he goes out there and makes the biggest play of his career so far. And I think Alec Pierce should not get lost in this discussion. He had a huge third down conversion earlier on that drive. I think that was the drive Michael Pittman Jr. literally took the ball away from a defensive yes. back. Um, you know, we've been saying all year long, these wide receivers need to step up. Somebody needs to make a play. These tight ends, you know, somebody needs to go out there and make a play. That final drive was all about pass catchers stepping up and, and making a play and, and helping out their quarterback. And then the defense closes the door. You know, I mean, look, 24 seconds, I'll be honest. I wasn't sure that that Patrick Mahomes wasn't still going to find a way to at least force overtime because that's what he does. That's why he's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but Stephon Gilmore gets in there, tips the ball. Great play by him. Rodney McLeod, the veteran safety, is in the right place at the right time. He gets the interception. He slammed the door. Uh, that's, look, 100 things went wrong. We'll talk about that later fact of the matter is for the first time all year when it was clutch time and somebody had to make a play the Colts had several guys step up and finish and so now they're they've got their first win of the season I'm so glad you made the the closer point George because right that's one of the motivations to bring Matt Ryan in right you go back to last year with with Carson Wentz and this team they got off to hot starts all the time and they could never close the door and so many of their losses start with either a drive on offense that they couldn't score in the end zone to win or tie the game or in defense, it couldn't get one more stop to win the game. And like you said, this game, this final drive, you had Matt Ryan, who has up to this point really struggled and was mediocre through the first two games and really three quarters of his Colts career. Eight of 10 in that final drive, 55 yards, does throw a touchdown. And like you mentioned, you have Alec Pierce step up with two big plays, including one to get them deep into KC territory that set up the Jelani Woods touchdown. Jelani Woods kind of clutch with it with his second touchdown reception of the game. And you look at that final drive, George, you had seven different Colts players either run the ball or catch the ball. So we've talked about guys outside of Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor stepping up and making a play. And in the biggest drive of this season so far, seven different guys, whether it's Hines, whether it's Taylor, whether it's Matt Ryan himself on a huge fourth down, getting two yards to keep the chains moving, whether it's Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, Jelani Woods, Michael Pittman Jr., they all stepped up. They all made at least one play on that drive. And even though they got the help, and boy, do they need it. Do they need the help of that Chris Jones just stupid, inexcusable penalty that should have ended the Colts' drive and instead prolonged it. They were able to punch the ball in the end zone. And credit to the Colts. Because, look, it's one thing to get the break like they did. You know, they, they got the fumble. Uh, on the first drive of the game that Sky Moore fumbled deep in his own end, and then you have the Chris Jones penalty. But you know what good teams do, George? They capitalize on other mistakes. It's one thing to get the mistake. It's another thing to actually finish the job. And to the Colts' credit, even though they needed some help, they were able to use that help and, like you said, slam the door and finish the job for the first time in a long time. That is impressive, and that is something to be encouraged about, even with all the bad, all the negative. That is something you can kind of hold on to going forward that, hey, they were able in the biggest moments 
to kind of lock in. They had confidence. I think it's really telling too. Paris Campbell saying we still had a lot of confidence going into that final drive. Because like you said, there's there wasn't a lot of belief. It feels like last year when this team come down the uh, down the stretch. That is one thing Matt Ryan does bring, and credit to him because they were able to not only have that belief, but then back it up with a touchdown that ended up the game. Yeah, and I got a hats off to the defense. I don't know who got the game ball. We'll probably have a video out soon. I'm sure. Uh, it seems like that's that's the the era we live in, right? Every week, if, if yes. you get a win, uh, the team sends out the Twitter. But uh, Gus Bradley deserves it. Him and, and that entire defensive coaching staff, every player on that defense. It wasn't one guy. Uh, you know, yeah. stats aren't going to show it. I think they only had one sack. Uh, yeah, one. Yeah, sack. one sack. Uh, but they were all over Patrick Mahomes all day. They were making him move around. They were making him work for everything he got today. I think the defensive line won this football game, in all honesty. They kept giving the offense chance after chance after chance. Now, they needed some breaks. But going in, you knew that. You know, I think we said before, whether it was food poisoning from St. Elmo's or whatever <laughs> it was going to be, uh, that you were going to need some help. You know, when, when, when you play a game like this, generally you need some things to go your way. So a missed field goal plays a big factor in this game uh the muffed punt you talked about earlier plays a big factor in this game the penalty on chris jones plays an enormous factor in this game but the fact of the matter is i, I think the colts defense there's a lot of credit for continually bringing those chances up making plays when they had to make them getting off the field on third down they still probably would like to have more explosive plays we've been talking about that it's still there i think there's one turnover and one sack today but you can live with that when the turnover is the one that that clinches the game and when the sack was part of an overall effort that really had they hounded davis mills and, and trevor lawrence like they did patrick mahomes today they'd be three and zero. you're 100 right and i'm glad you pointed the defensive line because like you said you look at the stat sheet or if you just watch the highlights the defensive line really won't show up today and like i said they had i think it was five quarterback hits and then like you mentioned the one actual sack but they, I thought they were the most disruptive they've been all season long. They weren't just getting after the passer and pressuring Patrick Mahomes. They're also doing a great job in the run and really not allowing any of the Chiefs running backs to break off big runs or really get any sort of ground game established and be balanced on offense. But like I said, they're able to at least force Patrick Mahomes off his spot, hold on to the ball a little bit, and force him either throw the ball away or kind of double take or check it down instead of allowing guys like Travis Kelsey to kind of run free and kind of tear up the defense. They did a... <laughs> excuse me, a great job in continually getting, you know, consistent pressure. And it wasn't just one guy. You know, Unique Ngakwe, you had DeForest Buckley, you had Quiddy Pay flashing, you had Dio Dangbole kind of getting in there and getting pressure. It's kind of similar to what we talked about in offense in that final drive, being all different guys contribute. Same thing with the defensive line today. Grover Stewart was a man possessed, especially in the run game. They had contributions on that defensive line alone from five, six, seven guys, I can think off the top of my head, that, that made a player or, or put Patrick Mahomes off his spot. And they did so, George, without blitzing, I don't think, one time. So we talked about, you know, the the struggles Gus Bradley's defense has had against Patrick Holmes. He's thrown 17 touchdowns to just two picks anytime Patrick Holmes has faced a Gus Bradley defense either in, uh, either in L.A. or Las Vegas. And today, really nothing overall scheme-wise changed. The execution was a lot better. And just the talented guys we talked about, big players making big plays we need them, stepped up and they came to deliver. That's what I was going to say. I mean, one of our big things last week was, look, you've got a lot. You get 10 Pro Bowlers on this team, 10 guys who have been to a Pro Bowl on this team, and none of them were really, outside of Jonathan Taylor, stepping up and, and making big plays. And today, I think Stephon Gilmore showed up. Yannick Ngakwe yes. showed up. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan has the game-winning touchdown drive. He showed up. 
you, you had more of those guys. And then when you get the support of an Alec Pierce or a Jelani Woods, you know, somebody else comes in like that. I thought Bobby O'Karake had a really good game today. You know, a couple big op- open field tackles uh, kind of flying around the field and making plays and being the guy that he can be in, you know, in this defense, there's something to build on, you know, that, that element that they're missing, those explosive plays. We, we know where that comes from. We know who does that for this team. Uh, he seems to be getting closer and closer to the field. Uh, he certainly was, was letting us in the media know in the locker room after the game that uh, we don't know what we're talking about when we count out this football team, but you know, Shaquille Leonard, there's reason to, to be confident moving forward with this defense. I think that this is a this is the kind of performance you can build off of. You're going to get your best player back here at some point in the next few weeks. Right. Uh, this is this is the kind of performance you can build off of. And two areas, George, are really impressed outside just the defensive line in general. Finally, kind of getting that consistent pressure we've been asking for that we haven't seen so far. Two areas that the Colts have struggled in in the first two weeks that I think they really showed up this week. Number one, we talked about you know pass defense in terms of. This secondary right now has not been able to really cause a lot of pass deflections. Like you've been on them for really not even being around the ball and having, especially Trevor Lawrence in week two, a lot of easy completions. You look Patrick Mahomes, just 20 of 35. So that's pretty inefficient for Patrick Mahomes' standard. And um, you look, the Colts had six passes defended. So they were, again, on. they were tight on a lot of receivers. They were getting their hands in the way. They were knocking balls out. Travis Kelsey had just four catches, 50 yards. He did have a touchdown. But that's a guy who usually could just take over a game. They held him in check for the most part. So that was one area, especially you've been asking for specifically, hey, be the, you know, make plays. And to the Colts' credit, they were there uh, knocking down passes. But also, too, third down defense. You know, we got on this team, especially last week in Jacksonville. They could not get off the field on third down. You look at the Chiefs in this game, just 3 of 10 on third down and some huge clutch third down stops to either limit, you know, just to a field goal, which was huge, or get off the field and force a punt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the third down defense is, is the biggest number. I think this was Stefan Gilmore's best game as a Colt. Yes. I know he had the one play lady kind of overplayed his, his hand and, and Smith Schuster got free, but the defense came back and got the stop and it leads to a missed field goal. Other than that, I just felt like he was, he made some huge open field tackles. He was really active, you know, getting his hand on the ball and, and I think making it tough on these receivers. Uh, and that's what they need. And, and, you know, underrated part of this, Julian Blackman goes out uh, early in the game because he's got an ankle injury. Uh, we'll see how serious that is. He wasn't in the trainer's room after the game. That doesn't always mean anything, but at least it's, you know, it's better than than not, I guess. Um, but Rodney Thomas came in and a rookie, six-round pick out of Yale. Uh, it got wiped out by a holding penalty against Kansas City, so it wasn't as necessary, but he saved the touchdown. He, yep, he made he a did. great closing play, and I think that's a kid that, you know, look, you need to you need to get – some kind of contribution from all 53 over the course of the year if you're going to be a good football team. Rodney Thomas, I think, opened some eyes today. And that's a great point too, George, because it all kind of goes back to a bigger theme of of today's win, which is just contributions from everyone on the roster. That's not been the case whatsoever for the first two weeks. And whether it's offensively, like I said, they're all different guys on on final drives, or defensively, like you said, just guys showing up, making plays, and then even injuries, because even Stephon Gilmore, like you mentioned, had one of the best games of his young Colts career, but even still, you know, CBS was reporting he's in the locker room with a hamstring injury, missed, (laughs) I think it was about roughly a quarter, give Mm -hmm. or take. But he was not on the field for a little bit of time. And the Colts, even in his absence, you know, that could have gotten ugly with, with Patrick Holmes and his prolific passing attack. And they still held their own, kept everything in check. And even when the offense was not picking them up late in the second, uh, late in the first half, where kind of, you know, you allow Patrick Holmes to have, I think it was just about a minute and a half, I'm not mistaken, uh, an opportunity to go down the field and score a touchdown for a half. And they got the ball out of the third quarter. They did a great job there, kind of limiting the damage. Like I said, the defense. 
you want to give them an entire uh, defensive unit a game ball, go for it because they deserve it. They play their ass off all three units, secondary, linebackers, defensive line, whether it's the stars, whether it's the backups. Everyone contributed in this one. That's just great to see because so far through two weeks, we've not seen that. No, hey, Isaiah Rogers got on the field too. That's kind of a big yes. moment as well, yes. right? I mean, he's, he, we got to see the first first uh, snap for him on the defense side of the ball. But no, I mean, they just play. I think that's the way this defense is supposed to look. Not entirely. It's not a perfect picture. They still need. They, ideally, they get more takeaways than they did today. Uh, but that's a hard team to take the football away from as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I just think the Colts did exactly what they had to do. We talked about it. You know, during the week, if this defense is going to be successful, they're going to have to plaster these receivers. They're going to have to get after Patrick Mahomes, and they absolutely did it on pretty much every snap today. And the biggest play of the game, they they forced the first interception on Patrick Mahomes this season to finish off the game. Like I said, it, tremendous, tremendous effort uh, offensively in that final drive and defensively all throughout the game to limit this highest scoring, prolific Chiefs offense. Just 17 points. Very, very, very impressive. 